0: all right you're now tuned in to the follow through with clips and drew the true players podcast episode 207 we are 21 days away from the start of the nba season and media day was lit the ben simmons saga continues the nba and its unvaccinated players is going to be a problem and i got to tell you the story on how i fumbled the bag it's the follow through with clips and drew drew kick that intro music What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is? You know where you're at. It is the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 207. We are back in the studio finally. I haven't seen Drew's face in a long time besides Zoom. Yep. Um, we are back to school. We got the season starting in 21 days. My my gear's laid out on the bed. Mom's got my, my kicks crispy. <laughs> I got the Eggo waffles ready to go. I'm ready to go back to school. Yeah, man. NBA season 21 days away. Um you you had a busy weekend. You know we like to include the people in on our lives, but you had a a big moment this weekend. You found your wedding venue. We have a date. Yeah. Let us know.
1: Yeah, it was it was a nice (laughs) another nice trip. A lot of travels happening, as you are probably all aware if you've listened to the last few episodes. Uh but yeah, we found we found our wedding venue, which was cool. We were up in, in Santa Barbara this weekend. Uh, taking a look at what I was hopeful was the last venue that we would have to look at. We'd been through quite a few uh, options, uh, but we we found the one that we're looking for. I am going to keep the location a little private, and well, you're a celebrity, Drew. Well, you know, it is also it, it, we're gonna it's a it, we're gonna have a relatively small wedding as well. So I, I I'm gonna keep that on the down low. But I will tell you, um, unfortunately, it was not the Rosewood. We have a decent budget, but it, we do not have a Damian Lillard size <laughs> budget. Uh, but it is Commons not performing at your wedding. No, well, we, we you know he, he hasn't gotten back to us <laughs> okay, yet. Yeah, still, we're, we're still holding out hope that he'll be there. But uh, yeah, it's a beautiful place, and we're we're very excited that we were able to. Uh, to lock it down and then now for me (laughs) it's a it's dieting time Mm -hmm. which is which is gonna be tough right we got we have a you know a few months to get down to like wedding what's the wedding weight for you what are you going uh, oh that's an interesting question Mm -hmm. um i the wedding weight i shit i so i'm probably around 240 250 right now if i'm being realistic i would like to get down to 220 215 okay I think that's usually. I mean, I'm six foot four. For those that are unaware, I mean, I, I bring it up a lot, so you're probably already aware how big I am. But uh, yeah, I think two fifteen is probably I- ideal. Okay,
0: two twenty would be nice. Though. It's a nice
1: goal to set. And if I'm yeah, if I'm if I'm you know two twenty 220, two twenty three, mm-hmm. I'll be very happy mm-hmm. with that. But yeah, yeah, I want to I want to look a little bit like. Uh, how do I put this? From from um, hearing other people. Uh, tell me this. I look a little bit like Andy from parks and rec (laughs) and rec. Yeah. Chris Pratt. And so I want to go from Chris Pratt as Andy to like Chris Pratt at like Jurassic park or guardians of the galaxy. Kind of, (laughs) I want that kind of transition. I think you need to find
0: the medium between Hopper from stranger things and Chris Pratt right in the (laughs) middle there. somewhere
1: in there. Yeah, that's true. But (laughs) Hopper is in good shape. I got to tell you, I mean, that guy, you know, David stays in, in, in good shape. So yeah, if I could get down to like guardians of the galaxy, jurassic park chris pratt that would be ideal oh uh, all right so media day
0: happened which was pretty interesting and it was it was wild drew first of all i didn't get my media day credential for the clippers and i was a little upset so the our clippers bo- have
1: something against you. you i don't understand i you know. gotta hit him up and tell him you like yo, yo i used to work for you guys Dude, i'm like, clips why? do you not
0: understand <laughs> i'm clips and you know basketball news put in the request for my for my uh media credential and the Clippers hit us back and said that they were already full and the COVID protocol calls were crazy. And so got shut down on that. Then they said, uh, I could be on the zoom on the interviews for, uh, the zoom link. And then I never got my link. So media day was canceled for me. Um, I was, it was really happy to see the new guys. Terrence Mann looks bigger than I thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, everybody looks, ready to play bledsoe looks ready to play i didn't like how Ty Lu came out and said that bledsoe and reggie jackson are going to be starting that's what he's going to start with i don't like that at all i think that's okay i'm not a big fan of that but,
1: but but you assume that paul george and like team man might still be out there you think team man's going they to come said out the right
0: band? now the starting lineup as what he's talking about is bled uh reggie mu Mo- M- marcus morris uh paul george paul george and zoob meaning the bench is actually T-man's really going nice. to come off
1: the bench which is nice.
0: With Nico and with Ibaka and then we'll see where the rest of these young cats fit out. We we got the Isaiah Hardenstein or whatever from which is I thought was a really big pickup. Best part about that what's his number, Drew?
1: Is it 55? It's 55. It's so 55. there's
0: finally a Clipper jersey with a 55 on it. <laughs> um but anyways, what what I was impressed with more was actually seeing the lakers and i said to myself while i was looking at media day i'm like holy shit this is this is this is happening now Mm -hmm. like this is really a team and they are very very intimidating i mean on paper jesus christ drew you got to be so excited for what what's coming for you guys a lot of pressure uh on this this coming season but what would you think
1: yeah it was cool. I mean, I, I think the, the like the analogy for going back to school definitely happens on Media Day. It's like, man, I, all, the, all the guys are in their jerseys. Uh, you know, they're actually gonna be doing team drills and shit and training camp coming up and then preseason, uh, I believe starts next week. I think the first preseason game October is October 4th. the third or fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, there, there was a bit of a surreal moment there when I was watching Laker Media Day where it's like, you know when Media day happens on on like the spectrum channel, they have the people in the interview, like James Worthy and the other people in the, in, the, in the booth there that are interviewing people. And each one that comes up, you're like, oh, yeah, LeBron, that's cool. And then it was like, oh, that's Rondo. Oh, that's right, he's back. Carmelo's here. DeAndre Jordan's here. It was like one of those things like, fuck, we, 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 got, a, we got a squad. And, and yes, it's very exciting uh, for us. I mean, especially considering the fact that I still thought we were one of, if not the best team in the West last year, if we were all healthy. Uh, And you have to assume that Anthony Davis, which, you know, maybe not enough is being talked about him, missing 36 games last year, we hope is an anomaly. We know he's been injury prone, but that's the most games that he's missed in his entire career for one single season. So you have to assume that he's going to bounce back, which to me, I mean, just like we had last year, I do think if he is healthy, along with LeBron and and the rest, but mostly if Anthony Davis is healthy, we will have a shot at the title uh, when it comes down to the playoff time. So that part of it, yeah, I'm fucking pumped. Uh, the interesting thing that happened was Shams uh, released the projected starting lineup for the Lakers, which was interesting. It's something that I brought up when we got all these players after free agency. Is like, how is Frank Vogel and LeBron going to navigate this and put out a really nice unit for a starting unit and a, and a starting five that should be able to help spread the floor like we talked about with Russ clogging the paint. And so the starting lineup... According to him, that is projected. Reset point guard, obviously. Wayne Ellington, supposedly going to start. Trevor Ariza. I didn't like that. Going to start. Mm-hmm. LeBron is going to start at power forward. And Anthony Davis starting at center. Which is that is something that the Lakers and Laker Nation has been wanting to see out of Anthony Davis. And pretty much any team that he's been on. I mean, granted, it's only been two. But any any fan base, any team that he's been on is like, please just play the center. And now it looks like we actually might make that happen. You know, we did get rid of Gasol in in all these transitions and new players coming on. And uh, when that happened, I thought there was a real chance that we would actually have AD start at the 5. And that lineup that I just mentioned, I think, does provide a lot of space for LeBron, for Russell Westbrook. And having Wayne Ellington out there means that he's going to, you know, essentially take the KCP role. And get a lot of open looks from three. And I, we, you know, I've been stressing for every year how important it is that we have a three-point shooter that can knock it down. And, and it'll be a big opportunity for Wayne Ellington. I think he has, uh, you know, he's an older gentleman. As we know that the Lakers are old, but I think Wayne has definitely established himself as a guy that can hit an uh, an open three. And he'll have every chance to do that. So my hope is is that. He comes in until the Staples Center, settles in nicely, and just you know sits in the corner and just knocks down four to five threes a game, and I think that will be huge uh, for the Lakers organization, but what do you think about that starting lineup?
0: I, I, I'm not so big on the Ariza one, and I'm sure you can tinker with it. You have so many different options for you guys to do, just like same thing with the Clippers. I'm not too sure that uh, that's going to be the starting lineup every single game, and I was very adamant about... You know, I like Bledsoe coming off the bench instead of starting, but let's try it out. I mean, you're going to have to tinker with a few things. Lakers got it all, man. I mean, from top to bottom, you guys have it all. And they, I think it was, uh, um, I don't know if it was Magic that came out and said it, but they said Anthony Davis looks great. Looks like he's mm. been hitting the weights, looks stronger. Um, this is your best opportunity right now. I thought the other interesting thing was LeBron actually finally came out and said that he's vaccinated, um, which he's a lot of people, that was the main topic in media Media day was yeah. talking about the vaccinations because, you know, this is the trilogy of the Clips and Drew vaccination stories was we reported, you know, three, four podcasts ago that there were going to be these mandates for certain cities. There was three at the time being New York, San Francisco, and then I think it was Houston and or Orlando, but now it's just New York and San Francisco. And the, the NBA came out with a 65 page document explaining the rules about vaccinations and and now it came out today that you know if if you're not going to be playing in these games due to due to you not getting the vaccine, you will be fined for those games. You won't be getting paid. And these guys, look, if ten, if 90% of the NBA is vaxxed, like they say there is, 450 players, so 10% aren't. So okay, 45 players aren't vaccinated at this at this moment. Out of those 45, we're talking about. Kyrie Irving, Wiggins, Jonathan Isaac and Bradley Beal. Those are the biggest names so far that we know and once the games start we're going to know who's vaccinated and who's not due to these mandates like yeah, especially
1: if you're on those teams. 100%. <laughs> like you're
0: you're literally going to be sitting in the like your own booth on the bench. Yeah. Like you it, it's so crazy like what they're going to implement for this and it just seems that all the players that aren't vaccinated are they they say it's going to be comparable to 2020 in the bubble like the man the what the restrictions you're going to have but even worse now for them and when you're talking about Kyrie and Wiggins the money's legit dude we're talking 425k for Kyrie who couldn't even go to media day he had to do it via zoom and then he doesn't want to talk about if he's vaccinated or not look man seems like every season we have something with Kyrie every season it's something um I understand, again, I'm fine with people not getting vaccinated if you don't want to, but there's going to be repercussions to doing this. And if you're not going to be able to play in 41 home games and one game in, in San Francisco, what, are, what is your value to the team? And why and I think you said it to me in the in the when we were discussing this earlier like do you think KD signed up for this <laughs> and this is your this is literally your best shot of winning a championship yeah. the 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 gap is closing for everybody here Kevin Durant just turned 33 yes he's the best player yeah, in the happy world birthday, right now KD. happy birthday KD why do they call him KD that was the dumbest question and I can't get into media
1: day that was david letterman oh that was him so david letterman oh, for those people that okay. that may have caught it or didn't know the inside joke David Letterman was a huge fan of Norm Macdonald, who recently passed away. Norm Macdonald uh, famously, uh, it, it, one in particular with Blake Griffin. I remember during, that one. During his you know, sophomore season, mm-hmm. going into his sophomore season, asked some very funny questions. In particular, uh, saying like that there's a curse for Rookie of the Year because no one ever wins it back-to-back, right. which is like one of the funniest. <laughs> and Blake, of course, being a funny guy, uh-huh. even though he was young at this point, he was probably still what like 20 or something like 20, 21, mm-hmm uh obviously laughed at that and he goes that i'll put that as uh you know my number one goal for this year is to try and win rookie of the year <laughs> twice uh so david letterman i think i'm almost positive did that in homage and like kind of paying respects to norm mcdonald by asking absolutely absurd questions uh, of kevin Durant. okay that makes so much more day. sense
0: because that was just the lame. you know these guys ask lame shit dude so <laughs> that makes total more sense um <clears throat> anyways look this is your best shot, Brooklyn. This is your best shot. Talk about a stacked team, you know, that we're, we're talking about the Lakers. I mean, Brooklyn has the team. And mm-hmm. there's still, if you don't have Kyrie this season or whatnot, you're still going to have a chance to win it. But look, Sports, Sports Illustrated, a guy that writes for Sp- Sports Illustrated, came out today and said there's literally zero trade interest for, for Kyrie <laughs> right now, which is odd because, again, this guy is guys, a generational talent. Um, what do you think, though? Like, how do you do this to your team? This is your shot. Um, we understand my body, my choice. T- totally understand, but and then what does this mean for Bradley Beal? Like, can Bradley play in Brooklyn? But, no. ki- but he can't. He can't play in those games. But
1: he can play in Washington,
0: right? And think about down the road more. What if it's what if it's Washington, Brooklyn, <laughs> yeah, first, round, first round, right? right yeah. What if it's Golden State and Brooklyn in the finals? You mm-hmm. know, because Golden State's competing for a championship too, man. Yep, they're going to be competing for a championship. It's this this isn't the same squad from last year, so. I'm just at this point where, would you really give up 41 games, 42 games, because you don't want to get a shot, and are you willing to give up all of that money for this? Is it is it worth it?
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair question that Kyrie's obviously going to have to answer for himself. Same thing with Wiggins. Like, they're going to have to come to terms with that, along with... Uh, hopefully informing their organization, right? Like you have to have an understanding of whether or not they're going to be available for half of the season, right? In Brooklyn and and in San Francisco, where the Warriors are now. Uh, Those two guys in particular, more than Beal and Isaac and some of the others that have been a little bit more outspoken in this issue, those two guys have to figure this out. Uh, And whether it, it means that they get traded from those places because they don't want to get a vaccination Um, that, I think that's gotta be on the table, right? If you're, if you're the Warriors or the Nets and you're looking at this situation, you have to go, what, what can we possibly do if they're, if they're definitely not going to get the vaccination, why wouldn't we try to get rid of them and get someone in that's going to be available for more than half the season and play in like really pivotal home games, playoff games, things that you're talking about. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see how this is going to go. I have no way to call it. Uh, if I had to guess, I would imagine that Wiggins, would be more likely of the two to end up getting the shot just from the, the peer pressure aspect of it. And, and like looking around and being like a team guy and being like, okay, well, it's not just about me. This vaccination is bigger than me. It's big. It's about my team. It's about my family, all these things. And I do, I would have to say, I don't necessarily think Kyrie's going to be playing. I
0: I'm with you on that. I think I read a quote from Wiggins saying that, like,
1: I'm not going to get it unless I'm forced to,
0: well, you're kind of forced to right now. <laughs> right. If, I mean, if you want that money too, and, you know, I think this is all fine and dandy right now, but what's it going to be like in two months? Like, is this going to divide locker rooms? Like, are people going to start, mm. you know, acting a little different? And then what? You can't practice with your team? You're not going to be able to practice with your team. And then you're just going to be able to come in and start? Like, I think this is why Brooklyn came out just in case with the Patty Mills signing. Like, let, give me a serviceable point guard Absolutely. that can hit shots just in case well, this happens. And
1: then they have James Harden, right? right? Like, and we saw how good they were with James Harden on one leg. And Kyrie not even in in the series, right? So they, we it it's interesting. Like a, a few weeks ago, I said that I think this Nets team has every chance if they want to, to go for the seventy three and nine or the seventy four and eight record and break it. I think they're that good, but with this Kyrie news, I think that's completely off the table. Uh, you know, in order for them to do that, I think Kyrie would have to be involved for the entire season. Uh, but that being said, I I wouldn't count them out just because Kyrie's out there. They have James Harden who. Is usually very durable outside of this one hamstring issue that he had last year, and Kevin Durant, I would say, is arguably back to being the best player on the planet mm-hmm. after an unbelievable recovery from an Achilles injury. Uh, so I still think that they have uh, championship hopes, and I and I wouldn't definitely not count them out. I think they're they they'd be able to take any team in the East to seven games, if not, you know, beating them before seven games in a playoff series. Just looking at it from this perspective at this point in time. Uh, but for the Warriors, I do think Wiggins is going to be very important, uh, maybe even more so than Kyrie's importance to the Nets because of the way that they've built themselves and they have Patty Mills in the backcourt and things like that they can turn to. I think Wiggins is going to be very important for this Warriors team, especially in the beginning of the year when Clay Thompson isn't back yet. It's, it's been roughly a year, not even a year since Clay. I believe, if, I, if my memory serves, it's been almost a year since the Achilles injury and, and we know they're going to take it slow because he's coming back from two big injuries mm-hmm. so we don't expect Clay Thompson to be starting day one of the NBA season I've, everything I've heard is that it's probably going to be closer to Christmas time when January. we see yeah mm-hmm. when we see Clay. um so and, and and for that specific reason Wiggins will be relied upon just like he was last year to provide uh, actually a surprising level of defense and then you know his normal 18 19 points a game uh, so without that, I think the Warriors are in a tougher situation looking at that and, and realizing that they're going to be waiting for Clay for the, for the beginning part of the season. And they could really start off rocky if you know, half of the games that they play that Wiggins isn't there. And then they're looking around and going, all right, we got very old Andre Iguodala, who's not the same Iggy that was there last time. We got Bielitsa, Otto Porter. These are guys that are serviceable, but not ones that you wanted to come in and start and play 34 to 40 minutes a game. Uh, So that part of it is going to be interesting. And I, like I said, I think Wiggins may succumb to the pressure. I think
0: If anybody does, it's going to be him.
1: Yeah, because I just, I feel like, you know, in New York, there's a lot of places that you can go. Like for Kyrie, for instance, there's a lot of places you might be able to go that you're not going to get harassed about not being vaccinated. But in San Francisco... It's like everywhere. I feel like you need to be vaccinated to go to a restaurant or like a bar. So I do think like that kind of enclosed life that might, uh, Wiggins might be looking around going, well, fuck, I can't really do anything. Well, even by the, by the rules that the
0: NBA put out, they can't do anything. It's going back to like, you're not allowed to be around anybody. And all the NBA is trying to do is keep people safe, man. We're living in a whole new world now. This is just my take on it. Mm All right. Like, after 9-11, right, everything changed. Our whole world changed. Flying is so different now, right? Yeah,
1: you used to be able to just walk to the gate with your family. With your like, family walking. You Dude, sing, it used to be an wave event. Wave goodbye. Yeah. I'm older than you, too. Like, yeah.
0: bro, I remember good meals. You know, you could smoke. You know, there was a lot. I'm going way back on this. But what I'm saying is then this, this tragedy, this, this thing just happens and shifts our whole world, our whole country. And then what happens is now flying is going to be a little more difficult. You know, you're gonna have to go an hour earlier to get through the checkpoints. Why? To keep people safe. Mm. That's the whole freaking point. You know, would you feel as safe flying now if there wasn't checkpoints? Fuck no. Hell no. No way. We're not flying. Yeah. Okay. And it's not a. It's not. It's not about you. Yes, you can still get COVID if you have the vaccine, if you're vaccinated. But it's about giving it to the other people, man. It's about. It's about making sure that everybody is safe.
1: And ninety percent isn't enough. It's not enough. It's good though. It's very good. It's good. It's very good. I think it's probably the highest, I would have to imagine, amongst the professional leagues, it's gotta be the highest rate of vaccination. I mean, we NFL has done a very good job of like keeping that under wraps. Mm -hmm. Uh but and Roger Goodell has come out and just said, Look, you know, if you're if you have an outbreak on your team and you're in the NFL, you're forfeiting the fucking game. Yep. We're not rescheduling shit.
0: But that's kind of what the NBA is doing now. Like, look, if you're not going to get this, you're not going to get paid.
1: But Adam Silver hasn't come out and said that yet. He has not said that they won't re- reschedule games and they, that the team will just take a loss and the game won't happen. Oh, that no, hasn't no, that's out. not happening. But that's what's happening mm-hmm. in the NFL. Right. They're just saying, you're taking an L. And so I do think there's a chance that Adam Silver, you know, in an attempt to get more players vaccinated, may may pull that card out. He usually doesn't do things like this, which is, you know, why. I think he's been able to navigate being the commissioner. And by the way, I, I am not envious of that position right now. Being a commissioner right now, especially in the NBA, uh, normally an awesome job, really fucking tough job this year and, and last year and probably moving forward dealing with this. Uh, but there's a chance that I think that he may come out and say that. But the biggest thing to me, outside of the people that are Uh, I think also Jonathan Isaac, I think what he said was very eloquent, by the way. I I just want to throw that out there. I thought that that was... Who
0: had COVID. Yeah,
1: he's Mm -hmm. had it already. Uh, I think that what he said makes a lot of sense to me. And and I feel like he voiced a lot of opinions of people that are also on that side of things. And so I respect him for coming out and saying that. And also having like legitimate things to say. I thought that was great. Uh, But LeBron, being the face of the NBA, uh, and then also Steph Curry... Both of those guys coming out and saying that it's, you know, vaccinated, we're, especially LeBron saying, I am actually right. vaccinated, putting it out there, and, and something that he doesn't normally do. He likes to keep his private life and his decisions pretty close to the vest uh, that we've seen over the years. Having him come out and say, I think it was huge for the Lakers team in particular, mm-hmm. which means uh, – and, and Polinka also came out and said that 100% of the Lakers will be vaccinated before the – Start of the season. That's big for the Lakers because that means we're, we should be You're healthy. We should be good to go, and mm-hmm. we we should have everyone available when we play the Warriors mm-hmm. and we play the Nets. But having LeBron come out and say that, I think that was really, really big for the NBA. And there may have been some pressure from Silver or from the Lakers that we be need like, you to say something. LeBron, please come mm-hmm. out and say something because, if, especially if he had already gotten it. Like remember in the playoffs when he was at Drake's party, mm-hmm. and yeah. I and I assumed that he was vaccinated because he never got reprimanded for like breaking protocol, right? Maybe they were like, look, we'll let you slide on this, but we need you to make some sort of statement saying that you fucking vaccinated. And, well, Dame and they did needed... too.
0: Dame came out yep. and said the same thing. And he made it uh, again. Like, he's like, I had to get shots to go to college. And a lot of people do too. Like, I had to get these if that's what I need to do. To, to make go to
1: school f- in California, you need a bunch of vaccines like when right. you're in first grade. Does nobody want to travel?
0: You have to get <laughs> shots when you travel too, guys.
1: Look. <laughs> yeah, if you're do... going to if you're going to Africa, yeah, you, well, you need a malaria shot. My
0: sister had to go to Afghanistan a couple of years ago and had Holy to get shit. shots. there yeah. you go. Um, look. If you do, whether you do or you don't, that is up to you. But if you play in the NBA, this is some. There are rules, okay? I, I, at my restaurant, I work at the best restaurant in San Clemente. If you're not wearing a shirt or shoes, you're not getting service, dude. I'm not. It's not violating which your which bums rights.
1: out a lot of people. It in does because we live at the beach. Yeah, there's, there's a there's a heavy non-shirted community here, which is they're, not they're, me. They're they're bummed out. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe a little less after pandemic.
0: Uh, but look, all jokes aside let look at Carl Anthony Towns. just have Carl mm-hmm. Anthony Towns say something. He said he lost 50 freaking pounds, dude. He said he was as big as Delo. Um which is wild. And this guy, God rest his his mom's soul, he almost lost his basically his whole family, his whole yeah. backbone to this. So, you know, and this is a brotherhood. Just do it for your brothers. Let's make this a safe NBA season uh so we can, you know, move forward and and get back to some kind of normality that we're that we're used to, but Anyways, I want to get back to the Kyrie thing really fast. I just think it's at this point, if you're going to miss the whole season, man, that's just real selfish, in my opinion. I think it's real selfish, and you're in this, you're in this opp- you have this opportunity right now to win a championship in Brooklyn, um, with something so little as just getting getting the shot, then everybody can play. Right. And that's just my take on it, and I don't know. It, it puts people in a really hard spot. Like, what do we do with this talent? This isn't, we're not talking about Claxton or anything like that. This is Kyrie fucking Irving, dude. Yeah. And this is why Kevin Durant is here. And is this going to piss Kevin Durant off if we try to trade him? <laughs> and is there zero trade interest for Kyrie Irving right now?
1: Kyrie for John Wall? Nets are probably like, Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe well yeah. maybe was, the but, money the money lines up john wall will play
0: john wall wants to play <laughs> um i mean you all the john wall talk has died down a lot right yeah all this talk has died down I, so you know I, I just think it puts people in a really tough position especially the nets i think they can be fine without him but damn i would you know they wish that they can have Kyrie irving playing and i i will pretty much guarantee i won't guarantee because i don't know andrew wiggins but i think if anybody ends up getting this vaccine it's going to be andrew wiggins
1: yeah i agree i agree. Agree with that uh kind of going off of the the carl anthony towns thing i don't know if you heard this but there's been you know some some things shaken up in in minnesota yeah i heard about that uh well first of all first of all alex rodriguez and his buddy are now officially owners of the the t wolves it's weird there's some like weird language where the old owner still has a piece i don't exactly know how it all rolled out uh but they did announce that a rod and and his other buddy are are actually officially part or part of ownership, if not the majority stakeholders, of the Timberwolves. And then, you know, right around then, they, they fired their GM, or president, excuse me, I think he was actually president of basketball operations, Gerson Rosas, uh, which is, you know, it's weird because usually that happens right after the season. Right, af- right after the season ends is when you fire your GM or your president of basketball operations, and you go find somebody else. So you have a plan for the beginning of the new year that's coming up. You have time to make that happen uh shocking timing for this and it turns out from what i've understood uh they they claim that you know the reason for his his firing was due to poor performance which no one's going to argue with that they weren't great they have a very very talented player in carl anthony towns and i would say a, a pretty exciting roster overall if you just look at it you're like man that team should be better than how they are so that makes a lot of sense but then I found out that it was actually partially due to the fact that he had a full-on affair with some woman in the front office. And that had to have been a little uncomfortable for everyone involved. So it looks like there was maybe just more than basketball reasons for him to be fired. And they have new new management in there now. The reason I'm bringing this up is because... I think Minnesota is a great, is is in a great position to make some sort of move here as we come down towards the season or even, you know, in the, in the beginning part of the season here where they can make a trade. And with, uh, you know, new ownership, I always think new ownership wants to like put their mark, put their stamp on the team and bringing somebody in or making a move can help owners feel like, yeah, this is something that I wanted to do. Uh, and I would not be surprised if Minnesota makes a move. And it leads me to Ben Simmons again.
0: Oh, God. We're back on Ben. We had to to talk about Ben.
1: Ben Simmons or John Wall. Like I have mentioned, I thought John Wall could be a good fit up there in Minnesota on the last one. But uh, I think there's a chance here that Minnesota actually has uh, some ammunition and uh, some reasons to go out and make a splashy trade for someone like Ben Simmons. Now, it remains to be seen whether or not Daryl Morey and the Sixers, you know, agree with what might be coming back their way or if they can tinker around and, and involve other teams uh, but would you if you're Minnesota would you trade Carl Anthony Towns or Ant Edwards or any of their top players for Ben Simmons and, and and the reason I bring this up in this way is I don't necessarily think Ben Simmons for Carl Anthony Towns is a is a trade that the Sixers would want no they haven't beat they haven't beat they don't necessarily need that but it could be a part of a large three team trade where Carl Anthony Towns goes somewhere else Ben Simmons goes to Minnesota, and the, the Sixers get somebody somebody else from a third team. Would that be something that you would do if you're Minnesota? Like, do you want to be off Cat at this point? No,
0: I wouldn't want to be off Cat. I, w- I wouldn't want Ben Simmons right now either. Like, first of all, that would be purgatory for him to go. That would probably be the worst place he'd want to go would be
1: Minnesota. But you assume that he would get the ball in his hands.
0: Yeah, I, I still think – look, man, what, what's crazy about this is like – it's done in Philly. He, he will never show up in Philly again. He will not be in a Philly jersey. Yeah, either. he
1: did not attend media day. No, no media surprise day there. for Ben.
0: Um, they tried to pull out of the. They tried to pull out the Clippers twenty fifteen. Let's go fly and save Ben Simmons to get you know the, the de, DJ the DeAndre Jordan thing, which <laughs> which got DJ back because at that point it
1: broke him out of Dallas. It,
0: it was that was Paul Pierce and Blake and CP and Matt Barnes and everybody went to go get DJ back. and there was rumors that the team Embiid included. We're trying to fly out there to get him. And Ben's like, don't just don't fucking waste your time. Don't yeah. even do it. And I think Doc and Embiid, these guys are saying all the right things now. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, well, we want Ben. We can win a championship. Ben. You didn't say that. It's too like, late. It's a little too late, <laughs> too for, late that. for that. Look, I think the only thing that works right now is is Wall for Ben Simmons. Like, really? That's, well, the money lines up. Philly needs a point guard. Okay. Yeah. H- Houston, I mean, it, Again, they're not going to be a great team. They're going to be exciting. They could use Ben Simmons. I think if the Sacramento deal would have would have actually like come to fruition, like I think that would have worked better. If you can give me healed and you know a couple more, I think and they probably have some picks. Like yeah, I think that'll work. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, I'm not too sure. Um, if any, you have a franchise player in Cat, and it's and, not like Anthony
1: he, Edwards is great and
0: Anthony Edwards. If you can, and they're, they're Cat's still very young. Yeah. Um, it's just getting people to want to come to mini. You know what I mean? Tough. That's tough. And we're going to see. Again, my boy Pat Bev is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know what I, – I think the only thing that works with two teams is Wall wants out and he makes a lot of money. Ben wants out. He wants a, a lot of money. Let's make that happen. That's the only thing I see that works.
1: I like that. I still think that there is a chance for that. I. I The pushback is like John Wall's not good enough, right? Like that's not enough. So maybe the Rockets – you know, if they really do want Ben Simmons and they, they they didn't get him the first time, maybe they can go in again this time and they say, all right, we'll give you John Wall and something. Uh, picks or, you know, maybe another player that, that they would be comfortable letting go. Garuba, that, that my guy. Help. <laughs> yeah, that could help. Yeah. Um, I it's 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 I feel stupid talking about this again. I know because it's just something we keep bringing up, and there's no news about it really, other than the fact that Daryl Morey confirmed that Ben Simmons requested a trade. no shit. Uh, thank you for that, Daryl. Thanks, D. We uh, we really needed mm-hmm. some clarity on that. But yeah, I yeah, I get it. I think the John Wall thing would be great, and I I think most of us really want it to happen just so we can be done with it and just like move forward and like have Ben Simmons be somewhere else and then have John Wall on on the Sixers. I think John John Wall would make them better. Um, especially if they're not going to have Ben Simmons at all, then certainly he'd be better than than zero Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. which is what it's looking like. So yeah, I'm cool with that. I think that would be fun. And the thing is, they're working. Is Ben and John Wall are working out together? Right. I think they're in L.A.
0: They've been working uh-huh. out together for for a while now. And of course, we're getting more Ben Simmons videos of him knocking down three pointers. And I think Embiid alluded to that the other day. Like we we all see the videos. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I know, I know we all do. I just want the shit done too. Look, man, the season's starting soon. You got to be on a roster. And I think. Obviously, I think I think Ben Simmons is hurt, dude, and I think after everything that's happened, I think he's gonna get. I mean, they're already burning his jerseys. Yeah. I think when he plays in Philly, it's going to be. He's not going to. You don't. Think I think Philly he's gonna really
1: legitimately hold out, like just like Kyrie. I I feel like Simmons is like his heels are dug in. I don't think he's gonna fly back to Philly. I'm
0: saying that when he, whatever team he's on, oh, even when he playing when he goes back Philly. to Philly, yeah. oh, that'll be that'll be great. He's a kid too, man. That's this national. For-
1: that's national television <laughs> right there.
0: Well, he should probably stay at the hotel and just call. <laughs> Shit, COVID protocol for the next. I'm not week.
1: Leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. I need. <laughs> I need to lock down. I'll be under an alias at the I, hotel.
0: I just want it done, man. I want. I want all this done, and they deserve to be in. The, my only issue with Ben Simmons is you are under contract with Philadelphia. Like you should be there. Be a man. Own up to. I'm a big, you know, believer in that is your contract. You should stick with it. Um, but he can't show his face in Philly right now. It's that bad. I, I don't remember anything. Like Kyrie was bad in Boston with everything that happened. Mm. This is
1: worse. This is definitely worse. Way worse, right? Yeah, it, it feels like. Uh, I mean, having watched the Malice in the Palace uh, documentary, you remember when Artest was just out? Like Artest after the after the Malice in the Palace was like, I just don't want to be on. I need to leave. Mm-hmm. It feels like that, but that was more Artest than it was. I think. I mean, I could be wrong Indiana? here. Yeah, I don't. I feel like Indiana wasn't like we don't want Artest anymore. Artest right. was just like I'm done with this. I need to move on because mm-hmm. I don't know how to deal. I don't know how to process what just happened. Uh, but it feels a little bit like that, mm-hmm. uh, where it's, it's just not going to happen. But I would like to move on to another player who actually is hurt. Yeah. Zion Williamson. Oh, boy. What a
0: unit he looked like the Whoa. other day. What happened with his foot?
1: So, apparently, he gets surgery on his foot some point this offseason. How do we not know that? T- his team is so tight-lipped that nobody finds out about it until weeks after the fact. And here we are, media day. And it finally comes out that Zion's had a foot injury, which explains why he looks as chunky as I've ever seen him. Thick, bro. Big boy.
0: That is a thick man,
1: dude. <laughs> uh, that has to be worrisome if you're the Pelicans. What? I don't know what it means for Zion. Uh, what I do know is that he's had obviously several injuries over his you know uh, lifetime already. He had injuries in high school. He had you know that foot problem where he blew through the the Nike shoe mm-hmm. in Duke. Uh, and obviously his, his NBA career has, has been spotty already when it comes to injuries. Uh, and the number one thing that we've all wanted Zion to do is, you know, drop just 20, just drop a few pounds because it (laughs) helps the knees. It helps the ankles. It helps the feet when you drop down a little bit. I mean, ask Shaquille Mm O'Neal, ask Charles Barkley, ask these guys that have been heavier that were able to, uh, kind of manage the load at being that size. Uh, and I guarantee you, all of them go, dude, if you lose 10 pounds, those knees feel significantly better, especially for a guy with his athleticism. How do you on.
0: not lose 10 pounds being an NBA player, though? That's what well, I don't understand. Well, you have
1: to be off your feet when you have a foot surgery. Right. So he's sitting on a fucking true. couch, he, but he can't be running around. I mean, yeah, you can be sitting in a sauna and stuff or whatever, maybe trying to ride a bike. But even that, with a foot, that's got to be tough. So, yeah, I think he's been not working out. Well, he doesn't look fat. I'm not saying no, he looks fat. Uh, he certainly looks fatter than he did last year. He season. looks like he hasn't lost weight. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I mean, look, he's a big guy, so he carries the weight well. But like, you know, he he's certainly he's got some pounds in there and I would I would say you know, it reminded me of how James Harden came into the league last year, where James was up for sure 15, 15 pounds at least. He
0: was wearing a fat suit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, it feels like Zion might be one of the next versions of James Harden, where, you know, one year or one week he looks like fucking trim and fit, and the next week it's like, oh shit, he was at McDonald's again and he's up another 10, 15 pounds. I just, the reason I'm bringing this up is because if you're the New Orleans Pelicans, and this guy is supposed to be, you know, the next LeBron. Now, that's what everyone was saying. Like this could be the next big guy uh, for the next fifteen years in the NBA. Maybe the best player that we could see. He's certainly most explosive, uh, or at least amongst the most explosive. And he can't, he can't seem to get right, man. And it just feels like it's, it's the same way that I feel about the Pelicans in general as the way I feel about Zion. Is like, I'm, I have no fucking faith in the fact that Zion's going to be able to play. 60 games this year, and, and and when he does, he's going to be amazing, right? Like you know, his numbers last year were outrageous. I thought uh, for for having played like the majority of a year for the first time, his rookie season, he didn't have that much time on the court. Uh, but this is this has got to be troublesome for for the Pelicans. What do, what do you want? To, what do you do with this?
0: You just pray that everything goes well, and you try. to I mean, I'm sure that's been on everybody's mind since he's come into the NBA. Like, okay, we got to get his weight down. At least, uh, I mean. More and health and health has to be better and with with weight loss and nutrition comes better health so yes (laughs) and again I'm not a nutritionist or anything I just know when he stood up from the table yesterday I was like whoa "Whoa, yeah that is a brick house right there like geez and he and he holds all of it in his ass like the dude's got a Barkley booty dude like (laughs) that is how he has a 40 inch vertical is so odd to me what a freak of freaking nature I know and we want Zion to be good like I want Zion healthy in his peak but there's going to have to be some things that are going to have to change if he's going to remain healthy and like, you know, I Blake had a really rough start in, mm-hmm. when he came into the league. Uh, and they were they're kind of the same size, I guess. If, Blake's like, pretty tall. Blake 6'9, uh 6'10, whatever you want to say, but like Blake had his issues early yeah. and then he kind of got it got it better. So hopefully that they can implement some things to, you know, Twenty pounds on Zion would be great. Like, yeah, Jesus, that would be. great. And I
1: think we all would assume that he would have looked better if he didn't have this foot surgery. I think the bigger concern, not necessarily about his weight, is is this going to be a foot problem that like has hampered so many bigger guys that have gone through the NBA? I mean, Bill Walton's the, the biggest, you know, uh, version of this story, Yao. where it's like Yao Ming had. I mean, but those are all seven footers, right? right? And we say with seven footers, feet problems. You know they can be the, the biggest problem for him because there's those tiny bones and their giant ass feet that, mm-hmm. that get broken. And so for Zion, who's a smaller guy, I mean, <laughs> height wise, six seven I believe is is where he's at. Uh, but certainly in the same weight bracket as those two guys that we just mentioned with Yao and and Bill Walden. That that's the biggest worry for me is that not necessarily can he get in shape, can he lose the weight, can he play with the weight, all that stuff seems to be fine. It's just whether or not he actually can stay healthy and whether or not this foot. These 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 lower feet ankle problems are gonna you know keep rearing their head and potentially stop him from having the career that we all assume he will. Did you going so off subject right now?
0: Did you see the mock-ups of the Clippers new arena? <laughs> Complete left turn.
1: I know. Uh, <laughs> I I have not. I'm off Zion. I'm uh, off we're Zion. done with Zion. Yeah. Zion, we hope you recover. I fast. hope he's fine. Yeah, just get I would, better. We want to see him out there. So okay, no, I have not seen the mockups of the Clippers. They you really haven't? I think I've only seen like the digital... Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Like, okay, yes. Then I have.
0: Man. Sorry, dude. I just saw a picture on my phone <laughs> and I'm like, I cannot wait to be there. And just... It, it, I'm, I'm thinking about it because we're talking about Media Day and Kawhi and PG were both at you know, the groundbreaking Yeah, yeah. that I wanted to be at. Again, right. media credential didn't yeah. come through. Thanks again, NBA. Um, but they have... I don't know if you saw this, but there's going to be an 80,000 square foot plaza mm. outside. And in that plaza is a basketball court where people can play I and watch that. the games. How fucking cool is that? Very cool. I want to be there. I want to see that. That's cool. <laughs> I don't have much to go off I of I know that. you don't. Sorry, I, mean, I, got, I got way off subject. but That's cool. Some things that you guys are going to be noticing uh, this season is the new officiating rules. And I kind of wanted to bring them up because I have them here. And I think you're going to be seeing a lot of pissed off players early on i think it's going to take them a little while to adjust because they're getting so
1: used to and the refs will take some time to adjust the refs
0: are going to take some time and i know personally that uh they're they're spending a lot of time on this but i want to talk about the non-basketball moves that people are going to have to look out for i got i got four here that are in that are. this is this is what they're going to be categorized as a non-basketball move so the first one is an offensive player launching or leaning into a defender at an abnormal angle or trajectory. A la everybody in the NBA.
1: Yeah. Okay. The pump fake and jump into the defender.
0: Yes, they jump sideways to shoot
1: a three yeah, pointer. Right.
0: That is no longer going to be allowed.
1: Which is great. Which I'm is ex- great. Get I'm rid very, of it. I'm excited for that. Thank
0: you. Yeah. <laughs> An offensive player unnaturally extending any part of his body, for example, legs, arms, etc., into a defender.
1: Which is great, also.
0: Love it. It's going to be tough. I think the only thing that's going to be tough is fadeaways, and your legs are a little different. Mm-hmm. I think they they don't want the legs to be kicked out sure you know that one's going to be
1: really tough to to go to go like in the in the moment Mm -hmm. for these refs to go oh that didn't look natural but i think there is something there and i we've talked a lot about like the james harden fall down after every three point shot like he doesn't land on his feet Mm. he intentionally lands on his ass hopefully that those calls that he was getting from those like three and one three pointers where he just falls down hopefully that mitigates that a little bit with this rule and that's the one that i'm actually the most excited for Because it just sucks. Like, when you're a three-point shooter, just land on your feet. I totally agree. I I also understand, like, you want to save your ankles, Mm -hmm. right? So, yes, if there's a guy that's stepping into you, that rule is still applicable, where like the Zaza on Kawhi Mm -hmm. Leonard, where he steps underneath him, and then Kawhi rolls his ankle and then has that whole thing (laughs) and eventually changes the course of the NBA, uh, that stuff definitely still needs to be stopped. And, of course, if you can tell if a guy is going to do that, yeah, go land on your ass. Don't land on your feet. But... I mean, it would be great if more guys who shot threes actually landed on their feet after they shot it.
0: Well, that would be perfect, right? <laughs> that's what that's what Dr. James Naismith intended,
1: right? For people to shoot <laughs> and not fall down. You were supposed to end on your ass a uh, shot. The,
0: the best part about this is not only getting rid of those, but this will be called an offensive foul on right. the offensive player. It, it it has to be marginal. They They kept using the word marginal. So it's going to be at the ref's discretion, but these moves will, instead of... Uh, you know, Harden getting the three and falling down, it would go the other way, go the other way, offensive foul. Yeah. So I think you're going to be seeing in the beginning a lot of you know these players like Trey Young, like Chris Paul, like Harden, maybe picking up two quick fouls that they're not even used to. Right. So I think you have to be you know cognitive you know be aware of that you doing this could really change some shit. So the third one. I already said extending the legs, an offensive player using his off arm to hook his defender, often in the process of attempting a shot in a non-basketball manner. So, and the one I, the example I saw was was uh, Paul George in the playoffs with Donovan Mitchell, like holding with the left hand and then going into a shooting motion mm-hmm. and getting the foul call. Which again, that's just like if your hands in the cookie jar you know a lot of these offensive players were getting so many extra shots at the, you yeah. know getting the free throws that they wanted that's going to be an offensive foul yeah on- i think
1: Luca does that a lot mm-hmm. i think that's that's going to that's going to be something that he'll have to adjust cuz he's very crafty mm-hmm. when he, especially when he gets to the basket where he'll just grab if you have your arm kind of on his hip he'll just grab your <laughs> arm and and grab the ball and then go up with all with all of them, mm-hmm. uh, to the, to the rack. I think James Harden also does that as well. This does feel a bit personal. I will say these rules really seem to be targeting James Harden. You think so? Maybe these I, are all for James Harden. They, they, yeah, I mean, I could be wrong here, but, uh, from what I'm hearing, this is like four things that James Harden does a lot of. Well, I did. No, totally.
0: I think, well, they used a lot of examples, but Harden was in a lot of them. Um, I just think it's. I think it's good for the game. I think it's very good for the game. Yep. Holding because that's not basketball. A lot of these, and that's why a lot of people hate James Harden is yeah. because of these, these, these things. But maybe he won't be getting to uh, the free throw line as much as we, we've expected. And I'm sorry I took a complete left turn from Zion <laughs> to the Clipper <laughs> Arena right. to this, but uh, you know that I want people to look out for this. And I think we're going to see. I can't wait for the preseason games because that's something that I'm going to be looking out for too. Totally. But I, I also feel that like shit man in crunch time of some of these games there might be some real more you know tough calls to make
1: yeah absolutely i i think that's the the biggest fear of entering into the nba with any sort of rule change for me is that it's going to cause the games to be longer and that they're going to have the refs are going to have to review these kinds of plays a lot more and i hope that's not the case i hope we actually give the refs the leeway to make a fucking call uh, because if, for the last two seasons in particular, it seems like refs are blowing their whistle and then going, you know, I think that was something, but I we, we probably should. Did you see it? Oh, you saw it too. Okay, it's a foul. But no, let me we we go check it out on the monitor, and then we know fourth quarters especially are just, you know, there's there's there are these marathons now where the last two minutes can last thirty minutes or an hour, uh, and you know everything is being dissected and reviewed. Of course, we want to get the call right, but I would be very hopeful that, especially with these new rule changes, it doesn't lead to another elongation of these games. We do not need longer reviews. Uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that the NBA and the refs uh, may, may actually come to terms with that and allowing the refs to do their fucking job because the majority of the time, these refs are, are really good. I mean, we, we always come down on them when they make a bad call, but the NBA has got to be one of the hardest, if not the hardest game to referee because the motion is so fast. There's so many things to look out for, off-ball fouls. It's not like football, right, where, where every play, there's also fucking like 12 refs in football, but every play, you know, you can see there's a stoppage. You can go, okay, there's 11 on 11. I could, I'm watching this, this zone here, and they have very clear defined rules. With the NBA, the action happens so constantly and so quickly that it's very difficult to spot something, especially when we're getting into the minutiae here where you have to like really split hairs with some of these new rules. Uh, I'm hopeful that it helps make the game cleaner and that we see less of that like bullshit. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm hopeful that it doesn't doesn't make the games a lot longer. Well,
0: we're gonna see. Yeah, we're definitely gonna see. Um, we were we were talking about how much money we thought MPJ was gonna get. Yeah, and and he got the full bag. He got the full bag good and then for MPJ. Some, yeah, good good thing for good for him because yeah. again, I have a lot of money invested in him on <laughs> Top Shot to have a really great season this season. But fun fact. He's the fourth player from the twenty eighteen draft to get the bag. Yep. That's he got Luca money. Luca and Trey money, SGA got, well, got
1: his. He's not gonna get the two hundred and seven. He's guaranteed some. He's gonna get the, the the he so essentially what he signed was the Shea Gilgis Alexander five for one hundred seventy two, not the Luca and Trey five for two oh seven. He's eligible. If he makes any of the three NBA all NBA teams, he will get the two hundred seven. Mm-hmm. So it's great because when we were talking about whether or not he deserves like the super-duper max or whatever, uh, we both said, yeah, because that's what you have to do to keep a star, especially in a, in a relatively small market like Denver. Uh, but it you were saying that it would be great for him to show the team and the organization that he deserves that yeah. money. And I think with this, they go, here's the money. We're going to give you all of it if you can make a, a huge impact this year. Get, you get your scoring up. Get those defensive numbers up, rebounding up, and make – a third team all nba then guess what man you're going to be 207 million dollars 60 more million dollars. boom right so that's got to be motivational there and it also gives them a little bit of leeway as well because if he doesn't make it they go okay well you know one seventy, one hundred seventy-two, 172 which is still a lot of money and, and great for him that's still great but they didn't have to you know put it in writing immediately 207 right now because he's not even eligible for that because he hasn't hit that threshold but i think he's he is deserving of the money and is I, he yeah, because I mean, look around. Like, how many how many other guys from that draft class in particular would you take over him? I mean, if we redrafted that, he's in the top five, right? Yeah, I think without without question, I mm-hmm. believe he's in the top five. Uh, and you know, I think there's there's maybe a couple other players that we would we could redraft. I think Luca goes one. Trey probably goes two three you know the three's up for debate maybe shea maybe michael Porter jr i mean they're you know when we when we think about that, maybe Aiton's still in the, in the top three i it's hard to turn down a seven footer like him mm. and he's the next one that we talked about so i would i will expect Aiton aiden's contract extension to be uh done at some point here too because i believe the window for them to do that is closing uh before the start of the season so uh shout out to michael porter jr congratulations man you know
0: he's the one i was talking to our nba guy the other night and i'm just really excited to see him play this year he's the he's the guy and it's not just because i have a lot of money invested in him <laughs> right now some of it is yeah but um i'm just really excited because i think this guy full of full potential like he is an all nba talent he is an nba all-star talent um i just find it like didn't J- jamal get the he got extended cool. right jamal murray got extended uh, yeah, yeah. with the bag Jokic has a fat deal, yep. right? And now MPJ, you've committed, you're in. Yep. And with Murray, and Aaron Gordon just Aaron signed in Gordon 92. got ninety two. Yeah. So they're they're spending the money, which is awesome. Good for them. Yeah. That's what you got to do, and that's a good core to have. I think Michael could could potentially like change the whole demographic of this team if he's if he's one hundred percent and committed and i saw he'd been working out with steph curry when Good. i
1: saw that too i'm like wow he's a hell of a shooter so that would be unbelievable for him to work with. yeah exactly i think it, the the thing for him and why i do think especially this year he could be a, a legit candidate for uh most improved uh winning the most improved player award is because he will be the out and out second option without jamal murray playing for the season we expect jamal murray to be back at some point but we don't necessarily know when and it's definitely going to be in the second half of the season so I think with him being the number two, and honestly the the main wing scorer that they have on that team, he he will be getting a lot He's of. He's oppor- got the green light. He's right? going to be getting a lot of opportunities, a lot of shots. I think some like a lot of plays run for him that they didn't use last year, uh, and I do think the success or failure of the Nuggets is going to be kind of riding with him. We know what Jokic is going to do, and the nice part about playing with Jokic is that you're going to get at least a few wide open buckets whether they're from three or just you know in the lane or something like that when you're cutting because he's such a great playmaker and passer uh i'm very intrigued just like you i want to see him do it i want to see him stay healthy i want to see his back not be a problem uh and i want to i want to see him average 20 20 something a game because I, I think he's going to be able to do that
0: i know now, do you think denver can get two all-stars this year
1: yeah yeah i mean utah got three last oh, year so on, yeah. I, I yeah i think there's a chance that denver can get two uh but you know that that's all up to him right so we'll let's see him do it i would love to see him do it please do it for me michael please i need this <laughs> just not against the clippers um final thoughts yeah go ahead
0: oh well since we're on top shot i'll give you my yeah. my final thought do i it. want i want to tell you how i fumbled the bag this week <laughs> Uh-oh. okay uh guys if you're new to the show. I am heavy into NFTs and NBA top shot. I am treat I treat this like, uh, my third job. And since it's been slow, it's the off season. We're waiting for season three of NBA top shot for, for this next coming Mm -hmm. season. They started dropping the WNBA packs, which was awesome. I jumped on it. Awesome. Uh, you know, moments, Asia Wilson and, and Tarassi and Sue Bird. And I got the Britney Griner dunk, which I really wanted. Nice. I've collected a lot of them and they're holding their value. It's their first top shot moment. So they're going to hold value for a while, but they dropped their rare pack this week. Uh, it's called the run it backpack. They're going to have an, uh, they did one last season for the NBA. They dropped the WNBA run it backpack this week, highlight, highlighting the 25 years of, of women's uh, WNBA. That's awesome. And within, they were the best moments in WNBA history. So obviously, Lisa Leslie, first dunk ever, coveted. That's what I wanted. Uh, Cheryl Swoops, uh, everybody's in a Tarasi, you name it. Yeah. Uh, and no matter what you get, if you got in, they had 9,000 packs. If you got in to get a pack, you were going to get a rare moment. I missed it by 1,000 people. There's 8,000 packs. Oh. I got in at 9,000. But anyways, I had a strategy. Okay. Because right? I, w- I know these moments, and I know that Lisa Leslie was going to hold value. That was right? so
1: huge when she did that. A
0: bit Huge, right? And the Brittany Griner dunk that I have is dope, too. And nice. Her, her rare moment on this one, she's swinging on the rim. It's an awesome moment. Most of these moments are fucking dope, right? Nice. Um, and it's also like... It's WNB. It's collecting and like since there haven't been NBA packs, like w- Give me WNBA. Sure. Give me AAU right now. Like I don't freaking care. <laughs> yeah, Mikey Williams. He's <laughs> me the Mikey Williams moment. Um. So, anyways, I had a strategy. I didn't know what kind of value these would have, even though they are rare. So I had a three hundred and fifty dollar budget. I want. I was gonna buy Lisa Leslie as soon as the marketplace hit. Okay. Got it. Three fifty was what I was gonna go for. Yeah. And as soon as the packs were done and the lisa Leslie moment was dropped in the marketplace boom starts at 5 right i'm like no i'm just scared cuz i'm scared that it's not going to hold value right sure. and i'm going to i've paid way too much for a lot of shit before <laughs> yeah. i'm like i'm going to play this i'm going to play this cool so waited 500 550 475 i'm like okay cool 400 and i'm like oh i really i'm I'm, I'm, close i'm I'm right there right and then it went to 390 i'm like oh this shit's dropping i might get this for three right yeah and so i held i i didn't buy 390 i did not buy 375 i did not buy at 375 and then within the hour 375 500 650 Uh it's at 1400 dollars right now
1: oh no that is the floor I fumbled the bag. I got to pull the trigger faster on things that I know that are going to be great. Well, I think the $25 miss, like where where you were $25 when it was three seventy-five. dollars Yeah, what am I thinking? It's $25. I know,
0: but you're thinking you want to buy for the lowest? (laughs) Yeah, you want want to get the value. Man, it's at $1,400 right now. Such a great (laughs) moment that I'll never get my hands on. I won't pay $1,300 for it. But So I didn't get that. I didn't get the rare. I'm pissed off. But it's a learning experience. But what I did do. Since I was very pissed off and I had money to spend, I did go get my Kawhi moment because I have, I mean, I have all Clippers. You got all the Clippers. I have all Clippers multiple times Yeah. I'm getting my collector score up. Right. Um, like I've got 30 Kawhis. But anyways, I bought, <laughs> I, well, I wanted the MPJ double badge rookie, which, yep. I, which I bought. Yeah. And then I had my eye on the Kawhi block on Jamal Murray, the, the middle finger block. Oh, wow. From the bubble. What a great block. I, it's a great moment. The finger. The fingered block.
1: Oh, great block. And I
0: wanted it, and so I was so mad I didn't get Lisa Leslie. I went and copped my Kawhi middle finger block to there add to go. the collection. So I felt a little better.
1: That's good, man. Hey, dude, I there was no way to know what the market was going to be putting out there for Lisa Leslie. I should dunk. know that,
0: though. That was the moment. That was it. That is.
1: The, when you think about WNBA history, mm-hmm. at least when I do, that's the first thing I think about is Lisa Leslie's dunk. Mm-hmm. First in-game dunk uh in the wnba history and and how revolutionary that was for the whole sport and it's lisa leslie like it's one of the best players to ever play she's awesome uh and i yeah i still remember when that moment happened like i was you know i was alive for that which was cool uh and so it wasn't that old and which is interesting too because the wnba has only been around for 25 25. years i'm older than the wnba (laughs) i didn't realize that necessarily uh but that's cool man and and uh, but it also kind of sucks so i'm sorry that that happened i just got to know i got to do better I I didn't know the WNBA would be so. I don't think
0: Top Shot did either. Yeah, like I didn't think there was going to be all this interest because a lot of people like there's people that got that Lisa Leslie moment that probably have no idea who Lisa Leslie is, and again, we forget. And this is not a rip on women's basketball. I love the WNBA. I don't love it as much as I should. But when you're looking at these moments, you're like, damn, these are so fire. And you forget like how dope Cheryl Swoops was. And yeah. like Tarasi's the all-time leading scorer in WNBA history. Yep. And Sue Bird, they might retire. They just played their final playoff game. Like Sue Bird and Tarasi might never play again. Yeah. Um, so it's just really interesting, and I just need to know better. I'm just still go back to like <laughs> buying the seventy-five dollar Dwayne Bacon moment because I I felt I needed that. I had FOMO. That's and funny. I know it. It just is what it is. I learned my lesson. It could now. be a
1: big year for Dwayne Bacon.
0: <laughs> it better be. <laughs> he, he will never get an eighty-dollar value. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, final thoughts for you.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. My final thoughts are, are uh, I have two. I have two things. Mm. Uh, the first is you know with Laker Media Day that we just talked about, there was a gem in there. And uh, it's a guy that I've brought up a couple times on this podcast, Austin Reeves, who is a rookie out of Oklahoma, who I had, you know, kind of uh, put a spotlight on when we were covering the, the, uh, the NCAA tournament last year, he ends up on the Lakers summer league squad. Uh, this week, he signs a, a two-year, two-way deal to be on the Lakers, kind of rounding off our roster, having at least one rookie on there, which is good, <laughs> and brings the age down just a little, a little bit. bit. It just drops it Your down. average to a, 38 now. Just a touch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the gem is his nickname. And apparently this started when he was in Oklahoma. And he was known as Hillbilly Kobe. And that just warms my heart. And how – I mean, we lost Caruso – but I do feel like Austin Reeves, AKA Hillbilly Kobe is going to be, you know, the beneficiary of that absence that we have with Caruso not being there. I don't expect him to play like hardly at all, but if he does play, uh, that, there could be there could be some awesome things there. I just love the nickname, and I'm happy that he Kobe made the nicknames roster.
0: don't work for the Lakers, though. I mean, you had Kobe, the Kobe Stopper, in Reuben Patterson
1: that worked now, great for us. Now
0: you got, the, now you got the Hillbilly Kobe.
1: I think it's great too. I mean, especially if you watch him play, like he's not your traditional like white guy like Doug McDermott, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's just running to the corner and and you know locked and loaded for three. He is a he's a playmaker, mm-hmm. and he's like six five, and he's got lefty moves, and and right-handed shot, left-handed shot. He's got he's got some good handles, good passer. Uh I think there's a there's a really big upside for this kid, uh especially if if he can if he can prove that he can handle the ball against NBA defensive pressure. Uh that will change the way that he can play in the league and I'm not sure if that's going to be something that happens to him, but I am very excited to have him on the roster. And I love the fucking nickname. I I I think it's awesome. Hillbilly Kobe. He said that one of his teammates just called him that. He's like one day he just figured it out. I was like HBK. <laughs> oh, whoa. HBK. Whoa. And he goes, what? And he goes, Hillbilly Kobe. That's you dude. And from then on, apparently it's stuck and I'm, I'm not letting it go. So that's Hillbilly Kobe. So you
0: have THT HBK. Yeah. <laughs> we LBJ. We, got,
1: we got KCP off the KCP, roster. So okay, we, we had to have another uh, triple digit name there. Uh, the second piece, which has nothing to do with basketball. I brought up my, how disappointing Josh Allen was previously on this podcast. I have to shout him out because he was back to the Josh Allen that we all know and love, fifty-three points in my fantasy, uh, in my fantasy league, I am sitting in third place now. I just had to shout him out because I, you know, I dragged him through the mud a little bit in the last one, and uh, he deserves to be praised. Welcome back, Josh Allen. Welcome to the NFL season. Let's fucking go. Back to you know going off the fantasy.
0: I know a few people have hit us up. I know Sean, our boy Sean Bishop, wanted to know if we were going to do our fantasy team this year, and Drew and I made the executive decision to not do it because you, you think the covid's going to really ruin fantasy for 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 basketball.
1: I think it's just it's it's not fun to to have a fantasy basketball league in which you have to go, "All right, who's playing in San Francisco tonight? Who's right. playing in Brooklyn tonight? Who's vaccinated? Who's not vaccinated? Like how do you treat those players in the draft?" Of course there can be an outbreak and then you then, you know, one of your guys is out for 2 weeks or something like that if someone tests positive. Then it could be, you know, and uh, that that variable fucks up fantasy for me and it's just not something I want to spend time on until we're back to like not having to worry about it and maybe that means I'm never going to play NBA (laughs) fantasy again but I'm okay with that because it that variable just completely ruins it for me and it's weird in the NFL you know that same thing can happen but I think you know just just going off of like NFL fantasy there's a lot more players period in the NFL Mm. right the 53 team uh rosters Uh, fifty fifty-three man rosters for these teams, and as opposed to like fourteen or fifteen for Mm -hmm. the NBA, and all of that to me, it just it, yeah. If if I ended up with you know Kyrie on my team, or if I ended up with Wiggins on my team, or somebody, Jonathan Isaac, or anybody, you know, anybody can get it and then ruin you know a week, and and I I I I would hate to have you know the guy who wins the league just be the one who avoided COVID COVID. the most. Yeah, it's like (laughs) what are we doing? So I think I think it's fair. To say at least for this year, we're not gonna do it.
0: Well, we're not gonna do it, but if you want me in your league, I'm down to I think I'm down to do it. I just I'm not down to run one. So if you need an extra spot, I'm game. I know we gotta get on that quick. So um back to school. The follow through with clips and Drew, <laughs> season five.
1: We're back. Season five, baby. We got NBA basketball in a week. A week. This is awesome. So follow through with Clips and Drew, and we're go. You
0: know what it is, you know what it is, you know where you're at. This is the